The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com right now and you scroll down on the right side of the page, you're listening by red, red, way of Red State Talk Radio, and you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Just scroll down on the right side of the page and you'll see the second video down. We're streaming live there. Also, just above that, you can click on that, you can enlarge it, um, you can click onto the platform, you can join us in the chat where a lot of uh, patriot Christian constitutionalists are there, 
and um, <clears throat> make some new friends if you want to do that. Also, right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can play that. Or at 3 p.m. Eastern, he's on live. That will go live when he goes live. And you can catch him right there on Sons of Liberty Media. Dot com. We're also streaming live today on Rumble. So we got we got that kind of squared away and everything, and our stream is working really good. They've got a really good quality, and hopefully within the coming weeks, they're going to have it where our shows are archived there. We don't have to re-upload them after we do the live stream, but the live stream is working really great. And remember, all these other things that have been established, this is what they're fighting against. So where you can support Rumble, go and support them. We're also live on Twitter on my account there, FPP Tim, Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, our Facebook page at Bradley Dean SOL, our YouTube channel, Bradley Dean, which got another strike after his second show. We're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. You can subscribe to it. I don't know how long we'll be there, though. Before it's news.com, Top of the page, right there on the front page, we're live there in DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, as well as Cutting Edge TV on Roku. Now, if you're over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you agree with our message, and you'd like to support us. Look, we don't have our hand out for money. We just say, if you want to support this message, it costs money to do it. And if you want to, and you have the ability to do it, then go over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There's a donate button. You can make a one-time donation. You can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. That link is also at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then our store page is available as well. You can pick up products there. They're great conversation starters, T-shirts, hats, water bottles, coffee mugs, and also some things to equip you in the work that God has for you and the sphere of influence that you have with DVDs and books and things of that nature. You can pick those up in the store, and you help support the Sons of Liberty that way as well. Now, special treat for you guys. Yes, once again, it's time for the dynamic duo and uh, Batman and Rabbit, as it was. I'm told that uh, some people thought I was small enough that um, Bradley could pull me out of his pocket. (laughs) And I'm not quite that small. But uh, in any case, we've got Bradley back on this morning. And uh, he is the overseer at You Can Run International. He is a show host on Sons of Liberty Media, excuse me, Sons of Liberty Radio. And he's contributor over at SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And you know what? Just for today, got a little something special that I put up here. And uh, so this is the, this is it. You know, I worked hard on this. I I cut this out just for this. And we'll welcome to the Sons of Liberty Bradley Dean. Well, thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. I, I knew you were going there, so what do I say to that? <laughs> Somehow, I have uh, lost the uh, the video here, and uh, we're going to pull you up on the desktop. I don't know why the guest part didn't come up there, but it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it's 5 o'clock in the morning here, Tim, so don't ever question my loyalty and love for my brother, John 1335. I was going to say, uh, in addition to all those things I was listing there, he is my brother, he is my friend, and uh, yeah, I come up to about, I think your chest is about right there when I hugged you the last yeah. time. So. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell everybody the backline story on that. I was in Michigan, and I was preaching at a place in Hastings, and uh, with that said, right at the end of the uh, service, per se, a bunch of people came up to me. They surrounded me, and they said, so how how tall is Tim? He seems like he's a small guy. And I said, Tim's not a small guy. I, I knew you were taller, and I guessed that you were about six feet, so I just called you right on the spot. 
and found out that that's in fact how tall you were and are. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it was just kind of odd because I was at the end of my day. Who's wanting to know how tall I am? But anyway, anyway, that's that's not why we're here to talk today. And uh, appreciate you do getting up this morning and being on. Computer's a little slow there, and so we didn't get to do a sound check. But I wasn't too worried about yours. We haven't had a problem with that. We we had a little bit of a problem yesterday with Doctor Calker, and um, I think that was. I don't know if that was his computer or the room he was in, but you know, for those of you who were listening, I know some of you caught some of that. It wasn't so bad in my ear monitors, even though I could tell it was there. And so one of the things that uh, I want people to do is go back and listen to that, but turn the sound down, put your earbuds in or, or headphones, and you'll be able to hear it a little easier uh, than it coming through the, the things because the information he had to give, and I'm just going to make mention of it briefly today when we talk about a few things here, Bradley, is uh, it's, it's world-changing. And we're talking about a guy who told us he is in the third uh, third stage trials of the study that they're doing on this chlorine dioxide, this universal antidote, if you will. Now, compare that with what we're seeing today with the vaccines. And, and Bradley, you and I both have been on this issue. Compare that with that. They are not doing the third stage trials, you know, in, in clinical tests. They're putting it out in the public and doing it. We're seeing um, an incredible amount of people. Within four months, we're seeing more people dead from getting, and this is just from the ones that are reported. This is not from the ones that are not reported. We're getting, um, within four months, more people dead following the COVID injections, the experimental injections, than were reported in 13-plus years. Let that sink in for a little bit. How, ma how many mainstream media outlets are actually reporting that? That comes from the CDC, folks. And that's only 1% to 5% of the reports of things that are going on there. Now, Bradley, you've been speaking on that, and I know for close to a year now, you've been saying, hey, they're pushing these masks, they're they're pushing they're they're pushing their tyranny on the people in order to push a vaccine, which is not really a vaccine. But now they've redefined vaccine to include this thing. What's going on now from your perspective? Still same thing, right? Well, they're going to push it as far as they can push it until the people say that's enough, like in other countries. And it's one thing that I continuously reiterate on the show is how is it America that you still haven't quite figured out what's going on here in your backyard? Yet all over the world, there is defiance where the people are amassing in such sizes where it's beyond police control. Um, and the fact of the matter is, Tim, at the very beginning of this pandemic, I've seen it right away uh, because there's nothing that we can really trust government with. Uh, there's no truth in these people, John 844. And when it stuck its head out, I just said the same people that are selling you the virus right now are the same ones driving you to the vaccinations. Now, little did I know that they were going to push it to, you know, these vaccine passports. They're going to keep pushing this and pushing this and pushing this, again, until the American people stand up and put them down. And the fact of the matter is, Tim, my end aim in everything that I do here is resolve uh, for this country on the behalf of our posterity. And what we need in this country is not just to put a stop to this, but, but, but to put each and every one of these conspirators, because that's exactly what they are, Jeremiah 11.9, every single one of them in jail, at least, for their crimes against humanity. And I wanted to say one more thing to that, Tim. You said at the very beginning of this experimental vaccine. 
Well, it's not like they're not doing it right in the light of day and telling the American people that it's an experimental vaccine. And how many times have we reiterated on this show alone, both morning show and afternoon show, Tim, that the Child Vaccine Safety Act was passed in 1986, shielding the vaccine companies uh, from consequence of one of the uh, one of 400 adverse side effects to these vaccinations. So th- they've made themselves impervious to the consequence. And I have yet to find a company on this planet that's able to do this outside of the vaccine company. So we see major corruption from the very beginning of this pandemic to the very present. And again, we the people need to stand up and put this to a stop and put every one of these conspirators in jail for their crimes against we the people. I agree with that. And I don't, you know, I'm wondering how we're going to get to that place. I think it starts on the local level. You know, we had Brandon Taylor on. He just sent me a thing, um, I think it was yesterday. And, you know, he's been standing up in his local area. You've had him on the show. You gave me his contact and we brought him in. But uh, they passed um, a ban on these uh, vaccine passports. And that was in Tennessee. So the Senate has passed that on. And, you know, they've been largely impactful on the Senate through the local government that they're dealing with. And this is why, you know, I've, I've just come to the conclusion, if you're going to D.C. to have, you know, a, some kind of protest, you're wasting your time. Focus that energy right there in your local um, county commission and things of that nature and work from the bottom up, not from the top down. Right. Tim, can I, I want to I sure. insert something in this conversation. It's, it's interesting, and, and I've said this, uh, over the last couple months, they're going to be able to cover this up because we see that the big tech companies are compliant with this fraud, Ephesians 4.14. We see that the mainstream media is compliant with this fraud. And the fact of the matter is they're going to be able to, they're going to, be able to cover this up for only so long. Uh, it's interesting that you're bringing up this, this question because just this morning I received an email where the headline is devastated mother demands answers after her son 20 with muscular dystrophy suffered a seizure and died less than 12 hours after receiving the Pfizer jab. How long are they going to be able to cover that up? Only for so long because we're beginning to see the people even within our own circles and, and just a short distance out from where we're at here where we're hearing of people getting the shots, both young and old, that are dying. What's going to happen when Americans figure out that they have been the pawns in this latest fraud of the United States government and the the, uh, uh, powers that are tolerated in this country? How are they going to cover it up when it hits home? They're not going to be able to do that. And the fact of the matter is our message here has always been prevention is better than cure. And if we don't want to listen to the word of God, and the Constitution, which exposes the crimes, Romans 3.20, concerning what's taking place in this country, then we're going to suffer the consequence. I, per, I prefer prevention is better than cure. And we still have enough time right now to put all of this to a stop. But if we continuously allow them to have more time to continuously implement their unconstitutional orders, I'm telling you what, friends, the judgments of God are going to fall harder than what they are even now. And you can find that in Leviticus 26. Well, that's exactly right. Now, we, we had a story come out last night. There was a 21-year-old University of Cincinnati young man who got the injection, and within 24 hours, he was dead. Then we got a father of seven. And these are the Johnson & Johnson folks. The Johnson & Johnson, listen, 
This is the same company that knowingly put cancer-causing agents asbestos into their baby powder and told you women that it was great for your babies, it was great for the aftershower, all of this stuff. You, you put it on, uh, cancers, ovarian cancers, all these kinds of things were rampant and people were wondering what's going on. Guess what? They got sued and they had to pay out billions of dollars and they should have been out of business is what they should have been. They should have no longer even existed and yet our government lets them continue on and guess what they let them do? Create these vaccines. This father of seven uh, got the Johnson & Johnson, just like the University of Cincinnati guy. And what happened? Well, he had seizures and he was paralyzed. Or he had a stroke and he was paralyzed. Now, that's just, that's just two uh, examples, Bradley, that, I mean, we're, we're having them every week. These adverse effects, these deaths that are happening as a result of the different... And it doesn't matter if it's Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson, or AstraZeneca. There are problems with every one. And they've known for years when they tried to create a quote-unquote vaccine for coronavirus, all of the animals got sick and died when they were reintroduced with it. it, it, it's, it there's no doubt in my mind that the politicians are covering for them. You talked about this thing that happened during the Reagan years. And then later it was, there was a, an emergency order that was signed in the Clinton years um, that are covering these guys for basically anything they do. And nobody else has that kind of coverage. Yeah. I got a quote right in front of me, which applies to just that. And it was Robert Kennedy Jr. That said this, he said, big pharma is among the nation's largest political donors giving $31 million last year to national pol uh, political candidates. It spends more on political lobbying than any other industry. $3 billion from 1998 to 2014. Double the amount spent by oil and gas and four times as much as defense and aerospace lobbyists. So the writing's on the wall, and I wanted to add this too. On Health Impact News, which is a great resource to tell you what the mainstream media is not, they just posted on the 15th of April, which would have been yesterday, that the CDC is now admitting that 5,800 fully vaccinated people became infected with COVID-19 and 74 people have now died from it. So again, it's not like they're not telling us what they're doing, Tim. They're definitely doing it in the light of day. Well, they're telling us, but, but the problem is, is the media isn't picking it up. The media, is, yeah. the media is just telling everybody it's safe and effective. As far as I'm concerned, they're committing a fraud. They're complicit in what's going on. And any of those media outlets, I don't care if you're an anchor person, a reporter, whatever, if you tell people that these things are safe and effective, you are complicit in the, in the deaths of these people and these adverse effects. You need to be held accountable, just like the corrupt politicians taking their money from Big Pharma and pimping it out, and the Big Pharma people. And they need to be shut down. They're not doing... We have, you know, Kate on on Saturdays. She said there's never been a vaccine that's been proven to be safe and effective. Not a one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, you have it. And again, it's not like they haven't told us. Tim, I, I was just thinking about how many times have we been censored and suppressed, shadow banned by Twitter and Facebook, just got another strike on my YouTube. I've only used it for the last two days, friends just because I'm exposing 
big pharma, just because I'm exposing the vaccinations. They want a one-sided narrative and a one-sided narrative only, friends. And again, now what isn't by chance is the fact that they're working in concert to censor the information that me and Tim are giving you and we have been giving you. I mean, really what it comes down to, and it's not for self-accolade, is man, I just don't see a whole lot of that going on out there. And the fact of the matter is we better start paying attention to the people that are telling us maybe the things that the mainstream media isn't telling us because we find that nine times out of 10, that what those people are telling you is in fact in stark contrast to what the mainstream media doesn't want you to know. Yeah, I agree. Now we've got this coming up and I, I just kind of want to get uh, your take on what's going on here. We, we had the story come out yesterday the fraudulent Biden administration, China Joe, had kicked out 10 Russian diplomats from the D.C. embassy there. Uh, there are some sanctions that's been put on them. You know, banks can't deal with their debt, buy their debt and stuff like this. And it's very clear to me, it was clear throughout this whole, this Russian hoax stuff that was going on during the Trump administration, that the real people who were in bed with the Russians were those guys, Biden, Obama, uh, Hillary, all those guys were in there. So when this comes on, you know, I put it as a prelude to war because sanctions are that, folks. If it, you put a sanction on a country, on a country, you are that is an act of war. You can call it anything else that you want to, but that's what it is. So this has went on, but we know they're they're tied together. They're joined at the hip. And the obvious question that I had when I put that article out on it was. Is this just a distraction because they've completely lost the narrative on this whole COVID thing? Uh, what's your take on that as far as what you think about what they're doing here? Is that just a distraction to get us away? Because we've got tyrants we got to deal with here in D.C. Why do we need to be worrying about whatever's going on in Russia? Well, this has been going on for decades, too. Even when I was a heathen, Tim, I can remember when this kind of stuff is uh, going on. I, I can't remember... Uh, even now, for the life of me, uh, where a time there wasn't some sort of distraction, some sort of threat of war, in uh, the whole motive is to use the fear of man, which brings about a snare, to drive us and rally behind the government, um, regardless of what they say and do, we've got to stand with them. Um, but I always think about putting the pieces together, and the Holy Ghost does that. I can't do that. He can bridge things together, and thank God for the Holy Ghost, and I mean that with my whole heart mind, soul, and strength, but I've always seen it for what it is, Tim, as you well know. Um, it's interesting, Russia's calling for a new world order. Well, who started all that mess? Well, it came under Adolf Hitler and the Bushes, Prescott Bush, Daddy Bush, uh, then the grandson Bush, and then we can see that um, Russia is not alone in their call for a new world order. We see the Pope calling for a new world order. And then we see China calling for a new world order. And then we find out that our corrupt politicians are committing the act of treason with them. Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, the list goes on. Um, I'm even thinking of Barack Hussein Obama. And uh, the list goes on, friends. They're trying to bring about a new world order. And the way that they do that is continuously create crisis so they can do just that. And it's been going on for a long time. We know that Joe Biden is guilty of treason, which is a clear violation of not only scripture, Luke twenty-two forty-eight, but also in the U.S. Constitution, Article 3, Section 3. And we know that because Donald Trump 
called him out for his treason on the presidential campaign during the circus of politics when we watched these two clowns uh, on the global stage doing what they do best, and that's uh, deceive the people. That is, if they can deceive the people. And um, so what we have today is a Joe Biden uh, in the People's White House but, uh, who's there by the act of treason, and why is he there? Because Donald Trump failed to keep his promise of actually draining the swamp, and we could bring it to Barack Obama, we can bring it to Hillary Clinton. Uh, he didn't fulfill his promise in one sense of the word when it came to justice, and that justice which guards our liberty. So I think it's self-explanatory as to what they're trying to create here, Tim. And if anybody wants to go ahead and stick their head in the sand and deny that, I don't even know the mainstream media is doing that anymore, Tim. Yeah, there there are very few and far between actual investigative reporters who get in there and investigate. Uh, A lot of them have had to go out on their own because they've said, We've seen what's going on. We've seen how our our stories are getting shut down, whether it's an Amber Lyons or whether it's a a Cheryl Atkinson or any of those. And I know some people say they're controlled opposition, too. But I'll tell you what, they've they've put their neck out there, and they've actually reported things that nobody else would report. We've seen how government's gone after them. And so I'm thankful that at least they're out there and they are giving some of those things, and they've They've had to, you know, abandon their jobs or whatever the case may be and go out on their own to do it. So I applaud them for doing what they're doing there, whether I agree with everything they do or not, but I'm, I'm appreciative of them doing it. But yeah, we don't have that. We have people who just read off the teleprompter, tell you whatever, you know, somebody higher up has written for them to read, and they get pretty faces to put on there so the people are attracted to whatever they whatever they're watching. But the fact of the matter is, you're getting the propaganda from... Corporate-owned media, CIA-controlled media, and yep. you're not getting the truth. If you want to get the truth, Bradley, today you got to you got to do what we're going to do tomorrow. And I don't know if you want to plug this a little bit, and that is go out and protest it. And you've got to be a citizen journalist and film it. I mean, that's yep. that's what you got to do. You have to. Even when we were doing a lot of high school assemblies, Tim, I learned right away that we have to film everything. Because they will literally take what you do and accuse you of what they themselves are guilty of. And, of course, that apple doesn't fall too far from the tree when they're listening to their father uh, of lies through the little minion Joseph Goebbels, which happened to be the propaganda minister under Adolf Hitler. Uh, But I seen it right away. And once we began to film everything, I'll tell you what, it causes them to straighten their act out. Uh, I want to go back, Tim, again, and and give you a quote directly from William Casey, who was the former CIA director uh, uh, under Ronald Reagan. I know everybody thought Ronald Reagan was going to make America great again. And by the way, that was his exact slogan. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, friends, he betrayed the American people as much as any other administration uh, was allowed to do up to that point. And I'm talking about the responsibility of the people of holding their feet to the fire. But when I was talking to Kevin Shipp, who's a friend of both of ours, who's a former CIA um, agent there, I asked him, did William Casey say what I'm about to say to you right now? And I gave him the quote, and here's the quote. We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything that the American people believe is completely false. I asked Kevin Shipp that, former CIA agent. He said he said exactly that. So Americans, it's not like... They're, again, not telling you. There's no truth in these people. 
Uh, I've been in the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and, and I'm talking about falling under attack for actually educating kids in public schools. And these reporters, man, I'll tell you what, and this is another lesson you learn really quick. They're the coolest people to your face. But when you see what they write concerning their uh, pre-planned narrative, and rest assured it's a pre-planned narrative, it's absolutely amazing how much they will say and how they will tape an article together to make it fit the narrative that they've already pre-planned. And I also wanted to say this just to reinforce that of William Casey's statement, which was confirmed by Kevin Shipp. Uh, remember Dr. Udal Ufkot, he said this, he was a guy that wrote a book exposing the CIA's control over the media globally, which is owned by six corporations. He wrote a book a year and a half before he mysteriously died. But this is what he said, and it's easy to find online, friends. Cross-check everything me and Tim are telling you. Cross-check everything. He said the entire mainstream media is totally fake. It's all bought and paid for. He said they are taught to lie concerning journalists, the useful idiots of the day. Uh, Dr. Udo Ufkot said to betray the people and not to tell the truth to the public. He said the CIA gets control over all of the majority of journalists. This is somebody from the inside that has repented for his sin before God. And he came out publicly and he told the people on a global basis that all of your information is completely controlled by the CIA. And it's not just the mainstream media. They work with Disney. They help create movies. And the list goes on and on. And if you want to do a little uh, research, go ahead and check out Operation Mockingbird because it's really easy to find once again. So this has, again, been known to all of us in this country. Tim, let me say it this way. This country and the people in this country that ignore the truth are responsible to answer to God for what they've left undone because there is absolutely no excuse that we're going to be able to give the Lord on Judgment Day for ignoring what he exposed, Luke 12, 2, in Hebrews 9, 27. So here we have it. It's all in our face today. Are we going to deal with the reality of the truth, or are we going to allow them to continuously go on enslaving not only us, but now our posterity? Yeah, well, one of the things, Bradley, is is the churches have been neutered. Uh, there was a book that I had a year that I still got somewhere because we have books everywhere <laughs> uh, in the house and in the building and places we can't put them. But one of the one of the books was talking about the feminization of the church, and it was borrowing a lot from a lot of the reformers. John Calvin was was one of the primary sources in that, but it was talking about the fact that. It just wants to go along to get along. It doesn't want to stir up trouble. It doesn't want to cause... But the problem is, is that when we go back to the New Testament, what is it that we're seeing there? We're seeing the church as it goes out, as it advances against the gates of hell, as it were. As Jesus said, what is it doing? It's stirring up trouble for the world, but it's setting things right. Uh, what did the what did the enemies of the cross say? They said, "Well, these are the guys who've come in here and they've turned the world upside down." No, they were just setting it right side up, but they were so backwards in their thinking that they thought it was that. And then we read <clears throat> that the prophet goes and he's called the troubler of Israel, and he's no, 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 no. You're the troubler of Israel because you've led the people away from God. 
how how much do you see? And I, I I'm asking this sort of uh, rhetorically, but I, go ahead and answer it. How much do you see the church is is the biggest problem we have? It's not the politicians. It's not the Democrats. It's not. It's the church. Oh, there's uh, again. I mean, how obvious does this need to be? Uh, John Adams, the second president of the United States, said the church is to be the moral compass of society. He said when that goes, everything else goes. Catherine Booth. Uh, wife to that of William Booth, the founders of Salvation Army, which is not what you see today in any sense of the word. Catherine Booth said, when the church and the world can jog along comfortably together, you may be sure that there's something wrong. And something you just said, it's, it's not so much the politicians, which are also responsible for God for what they allow and for what they're responsible for doing. But the fact of the matter is, if the church is called to be the moral compass of society, The corruption that we see in government today is the fruit of corruption that we see in the church today, John 10, 12, because we see that we have nothing but a bunch of hirelings in the church. Uh, They are not appointed by God. They're self-appointed. That's why they're not preaching the word of God. They don't have the Holy Ghost, because if they did, they would understand like Jeremiah, that fire that's shut up in your bones that just has to come out. Um, and there's no fire, man. I mean, if there's any fire, these people today in the modern church are the first ones to take a bucket of water and attempt to put it out. What true Christianity only spreads in that particular case. But let's go back to the beginning of this pandemic. Who did the church submit to, Tim? Did it church? Uh, did it submit to the Church of Jesus Christ, or did they play the part, or did they submit to the government? Did they sell out their constituents? Did they uh, forgive me? Did they? sell out their parishioners, their uh, congregationalists, by taking the money from the government who stole it from we the people that work and submit to the state and their dictates. Case in point, I just seen this yesterday um, where it was brought to me, I'm sorry, last week, where someone had brought to my attention that if they wanted to go to church locally, they had to sign up before they could go to church. They had to apply to go into uh, a church service on a Sunday. I also seen videos just recently and pictures just recently where there's a side for vaccinated people in church and there's a side for unvaccinated people. So my friend, I just got to say this because it's coming to my aid right now. I know I make reference and I know I'm right because the Holy Ghost gave this to us a long time ago. The fact of the matter is there is a lot of similarities going on between America today and what took place in the 30s under Adolf Hitler, the Third Reich, because we're seeing almost the exact same things methodically being played out on the American people. But it wasn't Adolf Hitler's fault. Matter of fact, uh, 80% of the evangelicals were the ones that were responsible for bringing Adolf Hitler to power. Remember, when they were in church on Sundays, the church back in the 30s under Adolf Hitler uh, not only did they bring him to power, Tim, but also keep in mind when the cattle cars were going by and the people were crying out for help, they would, inside of the evangelical churches, begin to sing louder praises to Jesus to drown out the voice of those people that needed help. Even going so far as to coming outside and going on top of their cars and seeing body ash being wiped off the top of their cars during that time. Same thing happening today. And in comparison, we see uh, how bad 
Adolf Hitler was, right? The Jews, the gypsies, the dissidents. And we were told that there was 11 or 12 million people that were uh, genocided during that particular time. But look at how bad America is to allow their government to sanction the murder of 60 million babies and they still go to sleep at night. So when you put that into the light of how ineffective the church was back then under Adolf Hitler, look how much more ineffective they are today that they go to sleep every night knowing that babies are being dissected and sold off on the black market today in America. And their government all the well knows it because the church in America is one of the greatest advocates to abortion. And why is that? Because they remain silent. And that's just one topic of a plethora that we could cover. Well, that's exact, exactly right, and we have covered some of this stuff. Now, I don't want to—I th- don't want people to think that we are <clears throat> here beating up on the Church of Lord Jesus Christ because Christ gave—he loves the Church; he gave himself for the Church. But he did—he didn't have a problem with saying, "Where well, you're doing good." I mean, when you read the letters in from that uh, he he gave to John to to pen to the churches. He always gave the good things that he saw that they were doing. And then he said, but this is what you're lacking. This is where you're in need of repentance. And so I I want people to understand that when we say this, it's not to beat up on the church. It's to call the church to repentance just like Jesus does. So one of the interesting things is, is I had a a conversation with a good friend of mine. I respect him. I love him greatly. And uh, he's been a source of encouragement and information for me. And... uh, you know, we were talking about this stuff you mentioned earlier under Reagan, this protection of these big pharma companies for their vaccines and things of this nature. And he said, you know, he started off real good and then this assassination attempt. And he says, I got to believe that there that he, w- he was threatened, his family was threatened, this, that, and the other. And he says, what do you do in a situation like that? You know, he's he's signing these things. And I said, yeah, I said, his signature's on the paper. Whatever the motive is, I don't know. And I'm not responsible for figuring out what's in his heart. I'm just looking at what he did, and I said he covered for these guys, and that's had serious ramifications for millions of people for several decades now. And he said, well, maybe I have to check my own, whether I'm cowardly or whatever, and it's not that I don't get it. If somebody threatens your family, you kind of take a step back and, and go, okay, wait a minute, what are you doing here? And yet the scripture tells us, Revelation 21, who's the first among the people to go into the lake of fire? The cowardly and unbelieving. Now, I don't know when you've heard a, a message, Bradley, uh, from a pulpit on, among other things, I usually point out gluttony, because uh, <clears throat> I come from a Southern Baptist church where we like to eat a bunch, and uh, I'm not in one now, but that was that was the thing, and, and gluttony was never mentioned. How about a message on cowardice and what we're seeing? And again, I think that comes, the churches are teaching it, the, the effeminate pastors are, are living it. We've talked about Robert Jeffress. I mean, that guy looks as about a, and talks about as effeminate as you can get. And then you get uh, Franklin Graham. You get Al Mohler, for goodness. He stood against a lot of things, and now he's coming out pushing this vaccine and stuff like that. Where Where is the shedding of cowardice and the, the, the righteous being bold as lions? I, I, I'm wondering where the righteousness is to make them that way. Well, I want to go back to something you said earlier, and then I'll jump on that one. Um, truth divides. Matter of fact, in Matthew 10, 34, think not that I come to send peace on earth. I come not to send uh, peace, but a sword. Truth divides. Who crucified Jesus Christ? Those that he kept uh, stripping down in the face of the people. He was 
uncovering them for who they really were in the face of the people. It was the Pharisees and the Herodians that said, crucify him, crucify him. What did Jesus tell the people in Mark 8, 15? Beware of the leaving of the Herodians, corrupt government doctrines. Beware of the leaving of the Pharisees, the religious hypocrites. We're not, hey, listen, anybody that's on the side of the Lord Jesus Christ here totally uh, agrees with everything that's being said on this show because we're doing exactly what our big brother did. Folks, if you're living the truth, you're not offended by it. You love it, right? Great is the That's peace right. of those that love thy law, for nothing shall offend them. Psalm 119. And how many times did we see Jesus continuously call these people out for who they were? That's all we're trying to do by the Holy Ghost is show you those that are born of the Spirit and those that are born of the flesh. Those that are born of the flesh bear fruit to the flesh. Those that are born of the Spirit bear fruit to the Spirit. That's what we're trying to continuously do here. And if people have enough discernment by the Holy Ghost, they're going to see it for what it really is. And we judge men by their fruit. Now, going to the church today. Tim, when I first started doing high school assemblies across the country, I thought in my ignorance, because I was a baby Christian 23 years ago, uh, the first thing I thought was the church is going to help me in my endeavors. It was the church that stood against me. It was the church that was telling me there's lines between church and state as they continuously parroted the ACLU and the communist subversive organization uh, over and over and over again. The only reason they didn't want me in high schools uh, is because they didn't want someone exposing them for what they left undone. It's the same thing that we're seeing with Jeffress. It's the same thing that we're seeing with the Franklin Graham. Pray, pray. Pray. I, I, it sickens me. When Jesus said, I'd rather have you hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. I, I promise you, from my discernment, is when you look at a Franklin Graham, when you look at a Pastor Jeffress, you look at these self-proclaimed, self-appointed men of God, if you judge them by their fruit and you put it up to the book of Acts alone, you're going to understand that they're nothing short of a bunch of frauds, and frauds they are. And how do I know that? Look at the fruit that they have borne. And I'm here to tell you that they are not the standard. Jesus Christ is the standard. And what's happened in this country, men have left off Jesus Christ for their favorite pastors. And I say, if that's you, shame on you. The message is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's exactly right. And again, we're calling these men to repent. That's the whole point. It, it, people think, well, why are you beating up? It's not beating up with the guys. If the guys are leading, if they're leading people astray, if they're leading God's people astray, they have to be called out. I mean, the scripture tells us to do that over and over and over if they're doing it publicly. You got a, a, an offense with your brother, you deal with that privately. But when you got these preachers who are doing this openly, when they're given a national platform to tell people to do these things, you have to call them out and you have to say, guys, you are what you are so far off base. You've joined the other side in what you're pushing. Well, listen, you look at a Billy Graham for a prime example. Luke 636 tells us, um, woe unto those when all men speak well of those, right? Those men, they're false prophets. So did they have the false prophets, right? When you see the world loving on a preacher more than Jesus Christ, you know something seriously yep. wrong. And Billy Graham received a star 
from witches and warlocks and pedophiles and sodomites and lesbians and transgenders from the biggest cesspool of hell on this planet. And I'm talking about Hollywood, California. Hollywood, California honors Billy Graham. Oh, and by the way, Tim, I didn't even tell you this. Just last week, um, we had Right Wing Watch go after me. And guess why? Because I was calling out Franklin Graham for his impotent message. <laughs> you know, his message of pray, pray, pray. Doesn't the Bible say faith without works is dead? Yep, Guess what? He's the one responsible for putting the church to sleep if you are willing to follow him rather than Jesus Christ. We should be alive more now than ever. And you can put that up against James 2.14 through 26. But Right Wing Watch defended Franklin Graham against Bradley Dean. Woo-hoo! You know I'm doing my job, brother. You know I am. Oh, well, yeah. Who, who, does anybody go to Right Wing Watch? Cause no, I, it's the point. It's the point. Why yeah, did I they did. acknowledge him as one that needed to be fended and defended? And that, that was my whole point because they proved my point for me, and I so appreciate it. Yeah, and and that and you you are doing your job in that. And I don't think I, I think when people hear you sometimes they think you're this sometimes this mean, angry guy, and you're the farthest thing from that. Uh now he does have his days where he gets irritated at stuff. There's no oh, question no about worries, that. Jim. Can, can you imagine John the Baptist, this hairy dude, yep. uh, a leather girdle, he's uh eating honey and locust, uh looking at a bunch of religious hypocrites of the day. In Luke 3, 7, this is what he said. He said, Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O you generation of snakes, snakes. you generation of vipers, who forewarned you to flee from the coming wrath? In other words, they weren't preaching the message of repentance, but John the Baptist was, and he was setting the record straight. Yeah, and and by the way, let's let's say what who he was directing. He wasn't directing that at the people. He was directing at at the religious leaders of the day, right. and he was calling them snakes. Uh, they they were called snakes all over the place. Jesus called them that too. You brood of vipers, Matthew twenty three. He condemned them. He laid woe after woe after woe, and then he just left. He didn't even call them to repentance. He was just pronouncing. You're done for, guys. You're done for. Your house is left to you desolate. And folks, just so you know, you last day's madness people, Matthew 24 comes after Matthew 23, and what happens there? Well, Jesus is talking about what he just pronounced woes on. He walks out, and the guys are going, look at what's going on in the temple. This was, this was Herod's temple. It was being built. It was finished around 67 AD, only to be destroyed in 70 AD. And when he walks out, they say, look at the buildings. Look at the... And he goes, I'm telling you, there ain't going to be a stone on top of another one. And these disciples who didn't believe that Jesus was going to die, even though he told them, they go, when, when's this going to happen? When's the end of the age? When, when, when is your coming? They're not understanding him coming again after a death, burial, and resurrection. They're understanding he's talking about something else, and they're saying, when is this going to happen? Because they're thinking physical kingdom set up. And this is all because he said, this is going to be destroyed because this is what's happened. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I wanted to gather you as a, a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not. He's not talking about the people. He's talking about the religious leaders. You stood in the way. You wanted to get put the people behind you because you wanted the praise of men instead of pointing to the Messiah. You should have known the time of your visitation is what Jesus said. And they didn't know it. 
and he pronounced judgment on them. Look, the guys who are pushing you towards vaccine, the guys who are pushing you towards your political idol, pulling the political jersey over your head so you can't see, and you call yourself a Christian, you need to stop following those guys. You need to repent, turn, and follow the Lord Jesus. That's, that's the message that Bradley was just giving. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing, Tim. I want to say one more thing. Jesus even went so far as to belittle the religious hypocrites of the day uh, to take it this far. When you go to Matthew 12, 31, it says this, um, that the publicans, the tax collectors, and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. So he was setting the record straight in front of the people. Now listen, our whole message isn't to go around and rap on top of the head uh, of the, of the of unrepentant in the church because they know the truth. But the fact of the matter is Jesus said also they have eyes, but they see not, and they have ears, but they hear not. It's our job to give them the truth, but look at how much time throughout Scripture the Lord rails on them, woes them, warns the people of them constantly. As a matter of fact, when you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, look at how much of the time if Jesus isn't healing, blowing people out of the grave, it's it's absolutely amazing how much time he spends teaching, but look at the time that he spends rebuking as well. I mean, that's a great portion of what he did and what he still does. But then again, it lines up with Scripture in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. And the fact of the matter is, if people can't make distinction between real love, which brings about rebuke, reproof, and corrections in instructions in righteousness— well, then I'd say you better read your word again. Read the word of God again until you finally get it in to you. That open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Absolutely, it is. And one of the things that we look to do is not to conceal our love, but to demonstrate it by the truth that we provide, by the actions that we portray. And that's what we encourage everybody to do. We encourage them to do it in their sphere of influence. Not everybody can be me. I can't be somebody else. I can't be you. You can't be me or any of this. We all have a job to do, and that job's going to look different in the different ways that we are. I mean, we, we talked with Brandon Taylor. We had uh, we have Kate Shimerani. I mean, there are different areas in which uh, the, the people of God are to operate and to do what God's called them to do. And that's what we want to encourage our listeners to do. Do what God's called you to do in your sphere of influence. And, you know, primarily we see in the scriptures, it talks in the generalities, you know, fathers of what you're supposed to do, mothers of what you're supposed to do, husbands of wives, what you're to do, children, what you're to do. It gives the generalities, but there, there's also special um, things that we're to do in our with our lives in the areas that we're in, to speak out, to be the church, uh, to advance on the gates of hell. You know, you've had Dr. John Diamond on, I've had him on too, and he talks about going to the gates, the, the ecclesia is not to be a building. It is to be a force to reckon with. It is to be an army, if you will, uh, that goes and instructs those who have authority, who have been given authority uh, by, the, by the people they've been elected by, to serve as ministers of God and say, this is what God's called you to do. No, 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 you're out of line. You're not supposed to be doing that. You don't have authority to. That's the church's job. And for 
the most part, the church has said, no, 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 we don't have law. That's Old Testament stuff. We're under grace. We're not supposed to be involved in politics. And guess what you're getting for that? You're getting everything the devil can throw at you because you will not fight him on the turf that the Lord Jesus Christ won for the church. Yeah. Well, they, they think most people in the church today, they think that they're supposed to just stand back and allow God to do what God's going to do because he's on his throne. Well, the fact of the matter is, I just heard someone bring this up yesterday, how the church is just preaching doom and gloom. I said, that's not the church. This is the fruit of false grace, which has been used as an occasion for the flesh. It's a lawless gospel. They're a bunch of antinomists. They have no regard for God's moral law. Yet the Bible tells us in Romans 3.31 that by faith we establish the law, and that law that Jesus Christ never came in to abrogate, he came in to explain it. And over and over and over again, through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he used the law as a schoolmaster to bring men unto himself, Galatians 3.24. So, and what are we seeing today? The fruit of that. We see the hippies, the burnt hippies that are in the pulpits today, ushering in the burnt hippies in government today. And what are they doing today, friends? They have everything backwards. And it's funny how they all believe that they're heaven bound. uh, And yet that's all they've done is produce fruit from hell. And we're living that life right now. And that's found in Psalm 9, 16 and 17 as well. That's right. And the Bible tells us that we're supposed to have the word of truth in our mouths. The church is supposed to be the the pillar mm-hmm. and the foundation of the truth. I mean, we're if anybody's speaking the truth, it's supposed to be the church. We're, as you said um, from John Adams, we're supposed to be the moral compass of society. If we're not it, guess what? You're guess what? We're opening ourselves up to be the moral compass. People who don't know whether they're a man or a woman. People who think they can yeah. actually become, they can go from be, being a man to a woman. People who think that uh, sodomy is natural. People who think that lesbianism is natural. People who think that ripping a baby apart in the womb and dismembering it worse than anything you've ever seen out of jihadis, they think that's okay. Do you really yeah. want that to be the moral compass of society? You know, Bradley, we're coming up on the end of the show here. Do you want to hang over? You just got your coffee all I in. And we're, okay. I'm going to get up at five o'clock. I want to hang out more than an hour here. <laughs> all yeah. right. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep Bradley over, but here's what I want to do. There's about a minute left uh, before we close out the show. You guys on Red State Talk Radio, if you want to join us on uh, the video platform for the rest of the show, please do so. Go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. You'll see us there. If you're on a mobile device, Go to Before It's News because the Sons of Liberty won't come up on there that way. So go to BeforeIt'sNews.com and click on the live feed, and you'll pick us up on that. All right? So you can join us for the rest of the show. And, Bradley, you got about uh, 40 seconds here. Tell people what, where they can find out more about you. Uh, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, 2 to 3 Central Standard. I'm also on Red Talk Radio. Uh, you can also go over to Saturdays 2 to 4. Uh, we're broadcasting into about 142 radio affiliates across the country, as well as into 53 countries right now. We're also ranked number one and number two out of 65 different show hosts. That's not for accolade. That's just to show you that there is a reason people are listening. And I want to tell you why, because they understand the Bible is the rock upon which the Republic rests. All right. Thank you very much for being with us. We're going to continue the show on the other side of the closeout of the show here. So you guys join us there. 8 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern time. Um, Kate Shimrani, Dr. Kevin Corbett will be with us for the hour. I'm going to have to cut it off quick. You guys, we're going to be streaming live three hours, the protests at Menards up in the north. 
Don't miss it starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. See ya. No ma'am. Okay. All right. Welcome to everybody who's coming over from Red State Talk Radio. We appreciate your support. Thank you guys in the chat room who are still hanging in there. And uh, Bradley, I, I think those guys love you. I, I really do. I think they love you here because I'm reading all the posts and they. Well, I'm, I'm not looking for the approbation of men. I'm looking for the approbation of yep. God. And if that's the case, it just means that they're in the fight with us together right. because re- the bottom line here is I'm not looking for followers. My job is to point and say, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Friends, you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. You follow Jesus Christ, because the minute you put your eyes on man, that man will be allowed to fall in some sense of the word or let you down in some sense of the word. That should not be where your faith is. Your faith should be in him because he will never let you down. And I always say that, and I've said that since day one. We are not looking for followers we are simply pointing our finger to the one that everyone should be following. Amen. Amen. Well, I was saying it as an encouragement because in the midst of everything, God does give us God does give us people, you know, and I've had it time and time again, you get discouraged, you you wonder, "Hey, am I making any headway?" And here comes people along to encourage you. The God has given them that gift of encouragement it comes from the same spirit that makes you an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, a prophet, whatever the case may be. And they come along and they encourage you. And we're really appreciative of all of the you guys. Look, many of you guys show up every morning, every afternoon. You're in the chat and you're an encouragement. I, I, I mean that with all my heart. You're, you're a tremendous encouragement. You become friends even though we haven't even really met. So tomorrow, let's talk a little bit about what's going on tomorrow. You got in your, in your mind, hey, I have had it. With this stuff, I mean, look, you you were going to receive a reward down in uh, an award down in Texas, uh, you and your son, and they told you um, if you get on the plane without a mask, we might have to arrest you. Yeah, let's 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 bring that up. Hold that back up there. Yeah, okay. He was showing it, and I didn't have it up there. Okay, there it is. You, you were going to receive this award down there, a Truth in Media Award, and that was from the Kendrick brothers. The guy you you guys may know them as the fireproof guys, the flywheel. I love flywheel, by the way. Um, the facing fire, giants. Yeah, yeah, facing the giants yeah. and courageous and all these kinds of films. War Room. Um, those are the guys who gave you the award. You were going to go down there. Do you want to tell people real, real quickly the story and then some of the things that have transpired since then that have, have led you to say, "Look, I've had it. We're going to protect. Uh, we're going to protest this store, Menards. I don't have one, so I don't know what they look like or any of that other." And that's going on tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Basically, John Diamond, Dr. John Diamond out of Pennsylvania, who's a friend of both of ours, uh, called me up and said, listen, you won, um, you know, the award for uh, Truth and News. And I I don't care about accolades, but I thought it was pretty cool that they took the time uh, to actually cross examine all of our content to come up with the results that they did. And I knew what it meant to John to have us come out there. So, you know, as uh, those that watch us, those that listen to us over and over and over again, know that every month we're somewhere different. Last month I was in Michigan, Ohio, and Tennessee. We are out there. We're doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving ourselves. My payday is to be with the people. My payday is to follow the Christ and lead the way through example. And um, so we're out there quite a bit. And I told my wife and my family do we want to go all the way back to Minnesota and then drive all the way back to Texas, which is a 13-hour drive on Highway 35 going south? And, of course, everybody's burnt out at that point. I said, but I got to go. 
So what we did is we looked for an airline that was a little more lax as to what they're attempting to do through force compliance today, masks, so on and so forth, social distancing, uh, ETC. And so we ended up finding American Airlines, and I have a friend that's a pilot for American Airlines as well. So we called them up. We got two tickets, really super cheap. And the reason they were so cheap is because nobody, the, the, the airports are like ghost towns. There's nobody there. It's kind of creepy, actually. And uh, so we got a couple tickets, me and my son, Sam, get up early in the morning. We drive all the way down to the airport. Once we get into the airport, no mask. We're not doing none of that junk. I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm not going to say one thing to the people and then do something behind closed doors where they can't see me. We go through the airport, go through the TSA, get all the way down to the gate to get on the airplane on American Airlines. So we get all the way down there. It's about six in the morning. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write my letter really quick before I get on the airplane, my article for SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And all of a sudden, one of these uh, women behind the counter comes up and drops a mask right in front of me and right in front of my son. And I just, it kind of, it didn't catch me off guard, but it kind of did where I just looked at the mask and I said, I'm not wearing that mask. And she said, today's the first day that you have to wear the mask. I'm thinking, okay, and what law is that? They don't care about the law. It's about uh, perceived uh, reception from the mainstream media to believe what they're saying is actually law when in fact it's not law at all. There is no law to enforce uh, anybody to wear a mask. And as I looked at it, all of a sudden I looked at my son and then before I knew it, someone behind the other counter picks up the microphone and says that if you are non-compliant in wearing these masks on the airplane, the CDC and the federal government have now said that you can receive up to $250,000 fine or jail time. I said, you have got to be kidding me. I knew there was no lawful authority. I knew that the CDC was not a law unto themselves. I knew that they were not and are not a legislative branch of government. But yet you said representatives want to point at them as if to suggest they are. They are not. Okay. So I called up my wife and I said, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting on that plane. I'm not putting that mask on my face. I'm just not doing it. So I said, and it was, it was 10 minutes before boarding. And I called my wife and I said, cancel them. And she canceled them because I'm not going to play that game. And I ended up calling up John and I said, I am so sorry. Now listen to this. I said, I am so sorry, John, that I'm not able to come, but this is exactly what just happened. And this is what John said to me. He goes, man, I'm proud of you. He said, I'd rather have you do that than do anything else. He said, he's in a situation right now where 70% of the people were wearing masks and he's not. He said, I'm glad you did what you did. Yep. So that's real love. That's real understanding. That's really practicing what we should all be preaching across the country. I mean, folks, we're merely talking about not wearing a mask. We're not in camps. We're not being told to kill our neighbors or turn in our neighbors. Not yet. yet. Yeah. To go there <laughs> yeah. if we don't put a stop to it. That's right. So that's kind of the story 
of saying no to the airlines. We're not going to support that garbage in any sense of the word. They can go broke because I'm not going to allow or set myself up or my son or my family to get on an airlines to fall submission or to subjugate ourselves to a bunch of Gestapo. We're not going to have any part of it. Yeah, now we had a similar thing uh, over here. There's uh, Carowinds. It's right on the North Carolina, South Carolina line. And about a year and a half ago, my wife said, okay, for, for present for all the family, what we're going to do is buy all the, you know, everybody a season pass. And it was going to mean I had to probably get up at 3 a.m. to get all my work done so we could go at 9 or 10 in the morning and I'd be wore out by the end of the day. But I was fine with that because I get out of the house, get to go be with the family and stuff like that. Well, the governor of North Carolina wanted to shut everything down, you know, essential, non-essential, yes, comrade, we'll, we'll do that kind of stuff. And so they shut down Carowinds for the year. Well, Carowinds told us, hey, we're going to open back up in 2021, and uh, we're even going to give you $50 per um, you know, season pass. So we had 12 of them. So I don't know how much that adds up to. I can't even think about it. $600. Um, <clears throat> $600 they were going to give us to use, and it's like – or my family to get on an I got you talking there. Uh, so we had like they were going to give us like six hundred bucks on top of that, and um, and I said okay. So they're opening up. That's great, and we were all set to do it. And then they send out this thing. It says we have some new precautionary safety measures. You're going to go through this temperature tent, a temperature tent. They're going to check your temperature. Now I don't know what that's supposed to actually do. I don't think it does anything, but they're complying with whatever uh, Governor Pooper up there in North Carolina is saying. And uh, and then they said you've got to wear a mask. Now, folks, this is an outdoor theme park. You're you go there to get your heart racing so you can go woo, you know, down the thing, your heart pumping on. And they want you to wear a mask. You've got to be kidding. So I I wrote to, I tried to call. You couldn't get anybody. I wrote to him. I said, look, I know you say you don't give refunds. But we didn't agree to any of this stuff when we bought this. And I was expecting, you know, to get the pushback. And it, lo and behold, got a check in the mail for the thing. I said, we're just, we're not going to do this. I'm not putting my family through this stuff. You're ruining the entire experience of why you're even there. And you're do, and the things that you're putting in place don't stop, prevent, or, or, or deal with anything that's going on here. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. And so, you know... We took a similar approach. It wasn't quite the same, but it's a thing of saying we're not going to go along with you in what you're doing uh, while you're pretending with everybody that somehow you're doing something when you're hiding behind the skirt when you're doing nothing. Yeah. Well, I think some of those people really like doing their job, Tim. They're like a bunch of Gestapo. But keep in mind, after September 11, 2001, um, they implemented something called the TSA, which is a complete violation of the Fourth Amendment of the Bill of Rights. They're invasive, it's unconstitutional, therefore it's illegal. But some of those folks at the TSA, they love doing their jobs. But because the American people gave them a pass to go ahead and do what they want to do, which we've never seen in our country up to that point, um, they're going to go ahead and push the envelope, and it's exactly what they're doing uh, today. And i, I got to tell you, Tim, um, I've been told by people that are traveling recently that just want to get outside of the box. And I understand that they want to get out of the box, but what they do is they get on an airplane and they're compliant with these stewardesses on the airplanes. And they said that the way that the stewardesses treat them, uh, one guy who was a business owner told me if I treated one of my customers, the way that that woman treated the people on that airplane, she's, he said, I, my business would fold. 
So why are we subjecting ourselves to this? Why why are the American people putting them put, putting up with this? Especially all the well knowing the masks and the manufacturers of the masks tell you they don't prevent disease. It's not about protecting you, America. This is the same government that tells you for your safety that has sanctioned the murder of 60 million babies and now all of a sudden they care for you? No, they're just trying to drive you to a vaccination through under all these false pretenses and deceptive measures to get a vaccine into your body, which in fact uh, just may take your life. So we need to consider the source and the bottom line is, is if you don't draw the line right now, you never will. If you've got a mask on right now, you'll probably end up taking the, the vaccine. And the fact of the matter is we're going to have none of it. As a matter of fact, tomorrow morning, we're going to be doing a protest. Tim, I, I didn't tell you this. And friends, I didn't tell you this, but we've got people flying in to be a part of this protest tomorrow. We've got phone calls coming in now. I know people love to wait for the last minute, but I'm glad that they are in this particular case. They're calling in and saying, we're going to be there. Some people that I didn't expect in a million years to come to the protest are coming to the protest. And I suspect that they're coming to the protest because they heard that people from out of state are flying in to be a part of this. So we're going to Menards tomorrow from 9 to 12 p.m., we have friends that are in Michigan that have called it Unmasking Menards. Tim, you're going to be doing a show, and you can share about that. But the fact of the matter is we're going to be broadcasting this live, and hopefully others across the United States will stand up and protest a store, even if it isn't in Menards, that are attempting to implement which the governments or the governors have no authority implementing. So we've got a pretty good showing tomorrow, and I'm actually anticipating – the message that we're going to send to a whole lot of people that are coming to fascist Menards uh, because Menards uh, is one of the worst stores. They literally will not sell you products unless you buy one of their 39 cent masks that don't work. Uh, and if you fail to comply, they, they just tell you to get out of the store. Um, if the new business model is attack your customers, that's fine. But you know what? We're not going to have it in our county. And we're going to let them to know tomorrow, we're not putting up with you. We're going to call you for who you are. And there's going to be literally tens of thousands of people tomorrow that are going to get our message because we're going to find, rest assured, that 95% of those people that are wearing masks right now feel the exact same way we do. They just haven't seen anybody with the courage to actually stand up against them. We want to exhibit that courage tomorrow. That's exactly what we're going to do. Amen. You know, and we've, we've had that with uh, uh, Tony Roman. We had him on. And boy, is that guy a breath of fresh air to say, yeah. to not only say, I'm not going to do it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, go along with your mask mandate. I'm gonna ban masks. You can't come in my restaurant <laughs> with the mask on. No, 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 you're gonna take it off. And if you want to take it off, and you're the cops or you're OSHA or whatever, we're gonna go across the street to have a because con- you're not gonna stand here with a mask on my property. And I, I love that kind of thing. And, and you're doing this now. One of the interesting things was the backstory to why you're doing this. Your father-in-law yep. went in there. They apparently don't have any problem with him walking around their store without a mask, picking up their products without a mask, putting his hands all over their products, coming up there for them to only tell him, uh, unless you buy that little cheap mask and throw it on your mug, uh, we're not going to sell you the stuff. You're going to have to go put it back. So he's been in the store. He's been breathing in the store. He's been sweating in the store or whatever, you know, 
exfoliating or whatever the case may be. And he's put his hands on the products. He's come up there and they say, oh, we can't do that. And they don't have the common sense to think this guy's been all in our store. He's had his hands on this and we're going to play this game. Like we're doing something that saves lives, that it's, it's this, uh, what, what do they call it, virtue signaling. This is what we're doing. And, uh, and so this is what's brought all this about. You've had it. Uh, there are other people have had it. Um, our friends, Bethany and her husband, are going to be giving us a live stream from where they are. And guys, if you want to do that, if you're going to a Menards that's not where Bradley is or uh, Bethany and her husband are, then get in touch with us. Hit the contact link up there at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Call or send us an email. Just put live stream for Tim or whatever. Give me your name, where you're going to stream it at, the, the link for that, and your phone number. That way I can get in touch with you because as many people who are out there, if you're going to film it, we want to put you out there. We want to make sure that people throughout the United States see this because I can guarantee you this, ain't nobody in the media going to be covering this at all. And this this no. should be big news to drive people to do the same thing. Yeah, Tim, this is happening all over the country. Um, on the show in the afternoon on SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, I'm showing more video and audio of people that are standing up and saying enough. As a matter of fact, some business owners now, if you walk in with the mask, they'll tell them to remove the mask. And if they don't remove the mask, they kick them out of their stores. So, and that is lawful. That's a lawful response to these unconstitutional edicts that are coming down from the governors. And and keep in mind, friends, I didn't say it. Federal judges have told you what the government, uh, what the government is doing. The governors and the mayors are doing is unconstitutional. Supreme Court justices are telling you that what they're doing is unconstitutional. If that's the case, then why is anybody complying? Why is anybody pretending along with this narrative? What they don't realize is they're actually adding strength to tyranny by complying. And going back to the story uh, of what happened with my father-in-law, keep in mind he's 73 years old. He walked to the store, and the reason nobody said anything to him is because the cowardice employees that say that they're just doing their job They didn't want to say anything to him. They had to find Mr. or Mrs. Gestapo, who had the courage to go ahead, if you want to call it that, to attack customers on the way out. And that's exactly what he ran into. And by the way, they are fire will always meet fire. You'll always meet your match. And in this particular case, when I see a fight, you know, I remember Vernon John, he was a prophet. Uh, that preceded, he was a breaker, Micah 212, that preceded Martin Luther King Jr. down south. He said his dad always told him that when you see a good fight, you get into it. When I see people attacking innocent people in an unlawful manner, I'll tell you what, it gets my spiritual dander up, and they're going to get a response, and I'm not trying to be a hard guy. I just love my God-given rights enough, enough to actually stand up and fight that we can maintain them and give them unto our kids the way that our forefathers did unto us, Tim. Well, that's right. And uh, by the way, you're mentioning Vernon John. Uh, Bradley and his family, when I went and visited you guys, that was one of the videos that you showed me. We didn't get to finish it, so I ended up buying a copy of it. But that's the guy that, well, it's James Earl Jones playing him. That's the guy you hear when he says, I'm a boat rocker. That is from that film. So if you guys have not seen the story of Vernon John, 
uh, get that. That's got James Earl Jones. You can find it. It's fairly inexpensive, but you need to watch that to understand some of the things that were going on at the time and uh, and how those things progressed. Uh, Bradley, why don't you uh, give us a final word here, and we'll get ready to close out the show. But what's some um, What's what's really at the at the forefront of your mind besides the Menards thing right now? What's at the forefront of of what you're speaking on in the afternoon? Well, I was saying earlier, right before we had to end the first show with Red State Talk. Um, you know, I hear all the time negativism. I hear all the time from the professed church. I get about two to three hundred emails a day. Ninety nine percent of them are negative, coming from uh, perfect, uh, professed Christians and patriots. And it's like, you know, it just bewilders me that these people are feeding on the narrative they say they don't agree with. Romans 1.18, they hold the truth and unrighteousness. They're hypocrites. When you feed on the Word of God, you're going to overcome. And yesterday I was having a conversation with uh, um, an individual I know, and I think she's great. And she's, she's not negative. She just tells me what people in the church are saying. And I say to her, I say, isn't it interesting that people want to leave it at prayer? And I said, but if you look at David, because God doesn't work independently of his creation, though he can and will, if need be, these these rocks will cry out, right? And um, what's interesting about that is when you think about uh, David, a man after God's own heart, he was appointed by God to do what? To be a light to the people. Did David pray to the Lord to do his will outside of David responding to God's will? Absolutely not. David was a doer of the word. And the fact of the matter is, if we want the resolve that God promised to give us, he's not going to act independently of us. As a matter of fact, that's why America is being judged today, is because people aren't acting upon his commandments. And keep in mind, friends, they're commandments, not suggestions. So I say this, if you want to see the God of Moses, then do what Moses did. Listen, if you want to see the God of David, then do what David did. This goes down to Gideon, Samson, Deborah, Ruth. I mean, the list goes on. Abraham, the prophets small, the prophets major, the uh, disciples, or to be doers of the word. And if we actually prove the God of Israel— He's glorified through that. He's telling the people, keep the commandments that your life might be long on this earth. Deuteronomy 8.11, read Deuteronomy 4 as well. And without doing the word and practicing what we preach, we're going to find ourselves in a lot more deeper judgments than what we are right now. And so I would suggest that everybody begin to understand by putting their face to God, Acts 20 verse 21, and begin to respond to the commandments that he's bestowed upon us, because you can rest assured, just like in the time of our forefathers, so are we today on the other end of the spectrum. But in saying that, they proved the God of Israel, and God showed himself strong on their behalf. And it was John Quincy Adams that said, the son of John Adams, the second president of the United States, do all that you can do and leave the results up to God. We can't sit and do nothing, expect God to move on our behalf. Nope, we need to do all that he commanded us to do and expect that he's going to bring his results upon us. And that's exactly what I look forward to doing. That's exactly why I am pushing the envelope and holding to the word of God, because what he did for one generation, Tim, listeners, friends, 
he'll do for us too because he's faithful unto a thousand generations. Amen. Amen. He is. And in fact, you know, I was just thinking because we've got a lot of talk of, you know, Mark of the Beast, uh, last days, all this kind of stuff. I want to tell people, go in first, learn what Revelation is actually about and then the application for that. And one of the things is, is that people, Bradley, again, time and time again, they throw off the commandments of God. They say that's Old Testament laws for the Old Testament. We're under grace, and certainly we are under grace. There's no doubt about that. But hey, God's people in the Old Testament were under grace too. They're saved the same way. They're saved by the saved by the same faith of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, as we are today. They were just looking forward to Christ. We're looking back to Christ. And, you know, in Revelation, it says this, Revelation twenty two fourteen. it says it in Revelation 14 as well. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they Amen. may have the right of the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Now, if you say those commands are not for today, you are not in keeping with what Scripture says. And Scripture calls you to repentance, okay, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And as uh, the old preacher J. Vernon McGee used to say, things that you were talking about, take it from prayer and put it in shoe leather. That's how he used to say it. You got to walk it. You got to walk that thing out. You got to you got to live out um, your salvation. Work it out with fear and trembling. And so that's what we're calling people to do: is to do just that. Obey the Lord and see Him fight on their behalf. Look. Did he go out before, you mentioned David. Did he go out before David? Yep, he went out before David. He fought the battle. Do you think David was this this great slingshot? As he probably was, but do you think he's the one that guided that stone into the giant's head? No, 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 that was God doing that. Do you think that Moses was a great guy? I mean, and he was performing tricks and magic and all this? No, no, no. God was showing wonders and miracles there. He was opening up. He was demonstrating who he was and who uh, was the true God of Egypt and that he had power even to destroy their, the, the enemies of the people of God. Bring them into the Red Sea. Let them get you know their pride worked up. We're going to get this these bunch of slaves. And what did he do? He closed the waters back on them, and he had the last laugh. Now, it's not a, it's not a good place to be if God's laughing at you. Okay, It's not yeah. a good place to be. So we want to call people to repent, get on the Lord's side. That's what we want to see. And if you're on the Lord's side, guess what? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Right? Liberty. Liberty. Not not tyranny. Not fascism. Not social I mean, we could go into Malachi to really attack the the fascists today. Uh but but we won't do that. Guys, tomorrow, eight AM, okay, Eastern time. We're gonna have Kate Shimarani, we're gonna have Dr. Kevin Corbett on with us, and then we're gonna have to cut the show off right at the time. We can't stay over then because I gotta get stuff done so that we can stream for three hours. Okay. That will start at ten AM Eastern. 9 a.m. Central Time, and if you are going to be there uh, at, at Menards, please get in touch with us, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on the contact button, and we'll get it set up so that we can stream your live feed, uh, and you need to let me know. Give me a phone number and contact you in a place where you're going to do that, and we'll talk to you then. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central today, sonsoflibertymedia.com. See ya. <laughs>